are listening to Stories from Palestine podcast, a podcast recorded in Palestine and about Palestine. My name is Crystal. I am originally from the Netherlands and I am married to a Palestinian. We live in Beit Safafa between Jerusalem and Bethlehem and we run Singer Cafe and Al Jisser Bar in Beit Sahur. Before moving to Palestine in 2013, I worked as a teacher and tour guide in the Netherlands. I have a degree in history and in tour guiding and many years of tour guiding experience. Due to the COVID pandemic, tourism in Palestine came to a complete halt and that's why I started Stories from Palestine podcast in August 2020. This is the second year of the podcast with every week on Monday a new episode about the history and heritage of Palestine as well as the reality of life today. I hope you will enjoy today's episode. It's 10.30 in the morning and I drove to Bethlehem to a place where I had wanted to visit but haven't been able to come before and it's called Psychology Spa. And I'm sitting here with Jumana and she is one of the founders of Psychology Spa and I want to have a conversation with you about psychology in general, about this topic related to Palestine and Palestinians and about this center, Psychology Spa. But first, before we start, can you introduce yourself? Who are you? Where are you from? What did you study? What did you do in life? What's your family situation? Good morning. I am Jumana Kaplanian, psychologist, a mental health trainer and founder of Psychology Spa. I have an MSc in psychology from Oxford Brookes University in Oxford. I got my degree in 2014. I always wanted to do things about psychology. It was my childhood dream. And I am so thankful that this dream saw the light today, especially establishing psychology spa. I am a mother of two kids and a wife of a photographer. He's an artist as well, so he's adding the artistic touch to Psychology Spa. I'm also a member of the Administrative Committee of Social Workers and Psychologists in Bethlehem. I worked years ago in different local and international uh, organizations to provide counseling and therapy, worked with people affected by violence, political violence especially, as a counselor. And then later on, I found myself and uh, my ambition about psychology that I'm more interested in education and raising awareness. And that's why we are here today. Your personal experiences with psychology in Palestine, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Because how are people in Palestine looking at psychology and how many places are there where people could go if they are in need of psychological help? To start with, Psychology Spa is the first specialized center in Palestine about raising awareness of mental health and providing psychoeducation. Psychoeducation means educating people about their mental health, like different mental health issues like anxiety, low mood, PTSD, relations problem, anything related to mental health. Other counseling and 
organizations that provide therapy, they are more focused on counseling and therapy. And during my work expertise and yani, practice in Bethlehem or Palestine, I noticed that mostly all organizations, they do counseling and therapy and ignoring or not giving so much attention to the prevention side. So this is the first center, let's say, that focus on the prevention side before the therapy. Because we believe prevention is better than cure. So my expertise were like working in those local organization, also international ones, like um, Doctors Without Borders, like providing brief counseling sessions to people affected with violence, providing psychological first aid. It's where like all focused on therapy or counseling, like after the problem is there. So what we are doing here at Psychology Spa is like working on the prevention side, equipping people with tools, skills, knowledge to take care about their mental health. And also talking about health, encompassing those two mental and physical health. Because the problem is that when we talk about health, we always refer to physical health, but not talking about mental health. So now we are trying to give more attention to the mental health. If you look at the Palestinian society, and if you would compare that to maybe other more Western societies, what would you say that are maybe more specific psychological problems that people encounter in this part of the world or in this specific context? To begin with, mental health issues is a worldwide thing. Yani. So it's not only that the Palestinians struggle with mental health, but the thing is that every country or every place has its own problems due to their unique situation or due to their special features. Here in Palestine, the most common problems, let's say, are anxiety, depression, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, those issues related to high level of stress. And do you feel that people easily acknowledge that and that they are looking for support? Or is that something that is hard maybe to acknowledge? The good news is that today we are in a better phase than years ago. But to be honest, there are still a huge stigma related to mental health. So acknowledging mental health problems is not yet on the table. And that's why we are here at Psychology Spa, because we want to raise awareness about mental health, fight mental health-related stigma, and make a social transformation regarding mental health with this kind of education. And this place has no stigma about it. So anyone who enters to Psychology Spa is not afraid or ashamed to be part of our activities because we have kind of varied activities that are not labeled like therapy or counseling. So the name is interesting because when I think of a spa, I think of a place where I can go and relax, I'll get a scrub, go into sauna or the, you know, the old Turkish hammam. Yeah. And so now what am I doing in a psychology spa? How do I relax here? Or what is the events that you organize and what can people just come in as individuals or is that group work? First of all, the name, we intended to call it spa to make you think like the way you said. We wanted something light on people and they accept it and acknowledge it because they acknowledge the physical needs. Yani. And how we came up to, to this name, because when I was reading in the literature, I was reading about the literary salons in the 18th century. 
And those salons where intellectuals and educated people were meeting together and inspire each other through education, they were calling it Spa for the Mind. And when I read this Spa for the Mind, I was thinking, okay, psychology is studying the mind and we need this Spa for the Mind. And also we need to join the physical and mental health together. So this is how we came up to name Psychology Spa. It's Spa for the Mind and also Spa for the Mental Status. We dream to have a bigger center and then in the future maybe to have real spa so we can have physical relaxation as well. But now we do this psychological relaxation and also it helps with the physical health. Here we learn how to breathe, breathing techniques, relaxation techniques. We learn other things that reflect to our mental health. So how is that practically? Like... Do you organize something and people can register for it as individuals or are people coming as a group or do you go places? We have different activities and programs, let's say, and different ways that people can be part of the group. Either we post on our official page on social media, on Facebook, let's say, or we post that we have a special activity. For example, we have a psychodrama group session We put details and people can sign and register their name and be part of the group. Or we have a group that are already created in different organizations and we cooperate with those local organizations or institutions to provide our service to their group. So we have those different uh, ways. Regarding the um, activities... I told you in the beginning we have the psychoeducational groups, but we have different activities in the psychoeducational group. Like we have something we call the pure psychoeducation, which means we have a theme or a topic in each session and we have our own tools to teach this topic, but also we care about the interactive learning. It's, it's not only that people get lectured, they have an active role to do this. So they can work on small groups, focus groups, or they can take active role to tell us about this topic. So it's like we inspire each other. Sometimes we inspire each other by telling our stories and learn from each other. So this is in terms of the psychoeducational group. We have in this psychoeducational group also something called the drama tool. We used drama and theater. Sure, we have a specialist for this. I'm the specialist for the psychological part. We have a specialist for the drama. She assists the participant to express emotions, to express stories, to share about something using this drama or theater tool. Also, we have different from the groups, we have the individual sessions. We provide individual counseling sessions, but it's different than the usual counseling. Because again, I don't want to have a stigma on this place. So what is unique about those individual sessions is that it's open for everyone. We call it one by one or first by first. It means that you don't have to accumulate stress or to accumulate problems until you reach a place where you are sick and needs a counselor. So in our individual session, we talk about anything. You might not have a mental health issue or you might not have a mental problem, but you come here to ventilate, to express and not let your problem be too much, then you can't handle it or need counselor. So this is a safe, a stigma-free place where you can share with a specialist 
either one-to-one or in a group setting. We have also activities like the movie nights. We bring a movie that might be presented in a cinema. It might be a thriller or action or social, but also have those educational messages or psychological messages. And then after we watch the movie, then we have this discussion in groups and that's different tool to encourage people to express and share and learn. And it's not traditional because people are fed up of the traditional way of the way they are set next to you and get lectured or get just to listen. They want to take this interactive role. We also plan to have at Psychology Spa like musical nights, artistic nights where people can just come and relax and hear things and enjoy. So also we have a small library at Psychology Spa where students can come and learn and sit together and uh, have this safe space. I'm kind of curious about the people who are coming here. I mean, I don't want to put people in a box, but kind of categorize, like, are they generally the younger generation, older generation? Maybe they have certain type of background intellectually or religiously. Is that something that you can see that certain people tend to come to this psychology spa more regularly? That's something is unique about us again because we believe that psychology is for everyone and it's something like basic life skills that everyone should be equipped with the kind of people who comes to psychology spa varied they might be intellectual and they might be not be able to read or write so with every group we have its own tools or let's say we study the need of the group and we direct the session in a way that fit to the to the need of the group we have kids who come here we have youth who come here We have elderly, we have women, we have men, we have different religious backgrounds, let's say, as well. People who come from city, village, camps, different places. But we study the needs of the group or the person. And when we provide our tools and knowledge to be related to their needs. Adapted to the needs. That's some, That's very important to say that... Usually here, we don't give much attention to kids. We say, oh, kids, yani, when they get older, they can get taught about mental health. But I think even three years old can learn something about psychology and mental health that related to their age. You can teach them about their emotions. You can teach them how to be nice to others, not to bully. So here... And that's something we are proud to say that we take care of the new generation because if if you want to make a social transformation, you need to work on the small and the little ones. I saw on your website that you can also go to schools. Do you get invitations for that or do you have to announce that yourself? Did you Do you already have experience with this? Maybe at the beginning we volunteered to go, but then... We always get invitation and ask to do this work, especially now after the pandemic, because violence increased. Students are very much stressed, anxious, angry, not able to cope with their emotions or to deal with their emotions. So yeah, we get invitations from uh, schools. And that's actually our dream in the future to... It was a personal dream, but now I, I dream to have it through Psychology Spa that in the future we hopefully want and desire to work on creating a small manual or booklet that students or teachers can use in school and learn. 
Because that's a problem when you reach 12th grade or Tawjihi here in Palestine, it's called Tawjihi. And the first big stress you encounter is the um, Tawjihi exam or 12th grade exam. And then you start thinking about suicide or you start thinking about life is stressful and you don't know the basic skill of breathing and meditation and relaxing and positive thinking. So that's what we dream of to do in the future, maybe to have this small booklet or manual, but it needs a lot of work in cooperation with the Ministry of Education and Ministry of Health. And it needs a huge work, but we are ready to do it, but it needs time as well. I think it was in season two of the podcast that I did an interview also with Elda from Beit Ashams in Beit Jala Yoga Center. I'm just now thinking about that. Like, do you see any kind of cooperation possible? Because I was actually going to ask you, like, what are some sort of practical exercises that you give to people at Psychology Spa in general that you can give to all people, even people who are listening to this podcast when you're in a moment of extreme anxiety or stress? what you can do. And I think that at Beit Ashams, they also use the same sort of technique. So two questions in one. First of all, Elda is my uh, friend. She's a good friend and I'm proud of the work she's doing. But to say yoga, those relaxation thing is coming from psychology. And we teach breathing techniques. We teach relaxation techniques, but also other practical techniques like the mindfulness and here and now. The anxiety comes when you are too much anxious about the future or depression comes when you are too sad about the past. So the practical thing we teach people is like to focus on here and now and to be, to be present now. We use, for example, the imaginary technique, but it's hard now to explain on, uh, on this. But, um, I told you like the drama thing, it's practical, like the dance also more practical things. It's done on spot depends on the need of the group and also the topic. If we're talking about stress, it's more breathing and relaxation. But if we're talking about, let's say, cognitive behavior therapy or CBT or how to replace the negative thought with positive ones, we work on worksheets. Everyone have their own worksheet and they write things. We draw as well. Painting is used. So we have different practical techniques. It depends on the topic and the needs of the group. Answering the question of the cooperation, sure, we are always open to cooperations from any kind of cooperation. I can already see a retreat in Bethlehem where we go to Lava Spa, (laughs) relax the body, and then we take a yoga class at Beta Shams, and then we come here and we have like a session for the internal work. We, We did something like that, and it was the first thing of its kind to be done that we reserved the lava spa for physical relaxation and then we have those two hours of physical relaxation and then one hour of mental relaxation so yeah and we plan for things in the future that we have those events that we have for example musical event then we might have this artistic part that we put photos related to mental health and then people can see and then maybe we have something related to art, to do something that is more comprehensive. We have such kind of projects that are coming in the soon future, hopefully. I would like to contribute to that if I can, to do a uh, session of free dancing. Yeah, 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 it's kind of, yeah, I did something where people, they, when I teach Zumba classes, they follow me and they do what I do because it also has a 
an effect on your cardio and exercise. But with free dancing, we call it the bare feet dancing session. You learn to dance what comes out from your inner world and you express it in the outer world. And there is special music for that. So yeah, yeah. if you are organizing something, I'd be very happy to contribute to that with a dance. We are very looking forward for it. Please, yani please, we can plan for it after this talk <laughs> that we can have this session. Anjad, seriously. Yeah. Yes. I think as a final question uh, for this podcast episode, because I'm really excited about all your plans and I really want to start joining some of them also. You already said a little bit about what are your dreams for Psychology Spa and for the, for the future. If you had all the funds that you needed and all the capacity of people that could work for you, what would it that you want to, to do for Palestine? Because you mentioned the fund thing, I just want to add something that we started this since six years, let's say, and we registered it officially in the um, Palestinian Economic Ministry and everything was legal. We put so much personal financial effort onto this without having any fund or any support because we are passionate about it. We believe the mission and the vision of this work And we believe that we are fulfilling a gap in our community. And we are, let's say, we want to give back to our community. So we had this effort without having this financial support. So if we have the financial support later or we have, let's say, the finance to do all what we desire to, we maybe have a bigger place, let's say, or we can have this booklet that I told you about, this manual about psychological health. I dream. I dream for Psychology Spa to leave footprints, to make a change regarding mental health in Palestine. And the biggest dream is to have international Psychology Spa, that maybe we have Psychology Spa in Europe, in the US, I don't know, in different countries and different places, and to do real social transformation regarding mental health where we reach a place where we, we talk about mental health, it's not a taboo topic or something to be ashamed of. Like when you have a physical pain or you have a pain in your hand or leg or whatever, you tell me frankly, and maybe today it's an excuse for many things when we have a physical problems. So I hope we can reach a place when we can talk about mental health without being ashamed and it's part of our, our basic life needs. Yeah, I can't agree with you more, Jumana. I've, I think that I've seen so many people here in Palestine experiencing so much different types of stress and trauma from the reality, the political reality of occupation, but also from the fact that your space, literal space, is really shrinking and not being able to get out into the nature to go for a hike, to go to a, to the beach even, like most Palestinians don't have access to go to the sea. You know, in Holland, when we feel stressed, what we do is we jump on our bikes and we go for a long bike ride or we go for a long hike or we walk on the beach. And here there is no escape from the city. There is no place where you can just clear your head and just be surrounded with quiet and peace. So I think it's amazing that you're trying to establish something here with Psychology Spa where people, if they are overwhelmed with anxiety and stress from life, they have a place where they can come and find rest. So I really wish you all the best with developing this. And from now, I, I offer you my service as a, a dance coach. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you. What you said is very important because Psychology Spa is the only center that we have a space, outdoor space. We have a small uh, fountain. We have plants and green things. We try to, to have this added or artistic, let's say, photos or things, paints on the wall to give this feeling that we have a space, not only a building or an office that you sit with someone, you also have this unique space to share and express. So you're welcome. Yani, we need you. <laughs> <laughs> if people want to follow you on social media and to see what you're organizing, where should they go? Our official social media site is on Facebook is Psychology Spa. We also have an official website is www.psychologyspa.com. Yeah, we are also present on Instagram and other social media, but we are more active on the Facebook page and we have our own website, official website. I will post some links in the show notes of this podcast episode so that people can click there and go directly to your pages And then uh, we hope to see everybody next uh, sessions. Inshallah, we hope so. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me for the Stories for Palestine podcast. And we will be dancing together soon. Hopefully very soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Stories from Palestine. If you enjoy the podcast, then here are several things you can do to support the show. Tell your friends about the podcast, share some of the social media posts on Instagram or Facebook, start following the YouTube channel, you can also hear the podcast audio there, and soon I will start uploading videos. Sign up for the email list so that you get a reminder with a clickable link to the new podcast episode, and in the future you will be updated about programs and trips that I will start to organize. And of course, you can donate to help me pay for hosting the podcast and the website and all the related recording costs. It's the only source of income I have at the moment, so you can imagine how much I appreciate every cup of coffee or falafel sandwich that you buy me on the coffee platform. All the links that you need can be found in the show notes and on the website storiesfrompalestine.info. That's it. I hope you will tune in again next week. <laughs>